Hello, everybody. Welcome to Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. We're so glad you tuned into this broadcast today. We've got a very special broadcast for you today. My wife, Sarah, is going to be preaching to you. Now, this comes from a message that she preached right here at Legacy Church in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. And I'm telling you, it was outstanding. What a day we had together. She preached a message called Set Up for Success. Now, it's going to take the next several weeks of broadcast to get this whole thing in, but I want you to make the decision right now, you're here for it. You want to hear every word of this because there was so much truth and so much revelation in it that if you will take what you hear today and next week's broadcast and the week after and put those things into practice, there are some promises from the word of God that you'll see it so clearly. These things will set you up for success in your life. And you know, that's what the word prosperity in the scripture literally means. It means successful. So that when you see that God promises that everything you set your hand to do will prosper, what's he saying? He's saying everything you set your hand to do will be successful. That's successful in the, the, the arena of relationships. That's successful in the area of business and family and, and ministry. Don't you want that in your life, that everything you set your hand to do prospers and is successful? Well, that's what she's preaching to us today. I'm excited for you to get to hear it. I sat right there on the front row and heard every word of it and got so fired up. I'm, I'm just thrilled. So tune into this today and pay attention, not just with these ears, but with your heart as well and open it up and get ready to receive something good from God. We're going to share some glory stories with you today. What's a glory story? It's just something good that God's done in somebody's life. And when these things happen, we are quick to give God praise for it. We are quick to say, look how good our good God is. And we want to hear from you. If our good God's done something good in your life, you need to tell it. Why? Well, number one, be thankful because Thanksgiving is the doorway into more and more and more victory and more abundance in your life. But even more than that, when you give that good report, then other people hear it. This church congregation hears it. This television congregation hears it. And it's designed to stir faith on the inside. And when somebody sees what God's done in your life, they'll be drawn to him by his goodness, how good he's been to you. And it will stir faith on the inside of them. And they'll say, man, if God's done that for them, he can do the same thing for me. So we're going to share glory stories with you today. And we want to hear from you. If you've got one, just visit us online at pearsonsministries.com slash glory story. Give us your good report. You may end up hearing it come back at you right here on this broadcast. Why don't you turn with me to Joshua chapter 1. And I want to read to you a special scripture that I grew up hearing in church maybe every single week as a child. And so as a little girl, and Jordan would know on the front row over here, this is my brother Jordan that leads music. We heard this scripture week after week after week, and I believe that it got so deep in us that it has had an effect on our life. You know, the Word of God has so much power built into it, that you don't even realize after years of hearing that word, what it is able to accomplish in your life. The most important thing is that you just stay with it, keep hearing it, and you don't quit and give up on it. Because sooner or later, that word will not return void, but it'll accomplish things in your life that you need it to accomplish. So I want to read this to you out of Joshua chapter 1, 
verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. I think this is, there's so many beautiful pieces to this scripture, but I wanna pull out a few words that really stand out to me. You shall meditate in it day and night. Do you know what that word meditate means? It means to mutter or to muse or to imagine. To mutter it with your words. To muse, that means to just let it inspire you. Let it take over you. And let it um, cause you to imagine God. And then it says that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Observe to do it. And then it says the result of those things will be you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Now this word prosperity here actually just means success. And this word success actually means prosperity. <laughs> so he's saying it, he's just hitting us with a double whammy right there. You're gonna prosper and you're gonna have good success if you love the word of God. And I love how it says, there's one part I think that we tend to leave out. A lot of Christians, most Christians know more than they actually do. We know a lot about the word. We may even sit on our couch and meditate the word. We may even sit down and mutter the word and imagine and dream and, and have all these things going on. Speak, confess the word, spend time in the word. But what about the part that says, observe to do all that we find in the word? And I believe that this may be a missing element in a lot of people's success. And for years and years and years, I've found out from walking with God that if I don't do what I'm inspired by in the word or what I find in the word or what I meditate in the word or what I confess in the word, if I don't get up and I actually step out in faith and do something, I don't have good success. But the moment I get up and I obey God and I step out by faith and I go after him and I observe to do all that's in this book, I start to see prosperity and good success in my life. And everybody say this with me. Prosperity is a Bible word. <gasps> Is everybody okay in here? Everybody okay? Okay. We're good. Everybody's going to be good. Everybody's going to be okay. Prosperity is a Bible word. Basically, this word has so many beautiful meanings to it. Yes, it does have to do with prospering out here on the outside with money and things and all that, but it doesn't start there. It starts on the inside. It starts in the heart. It starts in the soul. 
And it may be years and years of that soul developing and that character developing and those things becoming fruitful on the inside before they ever bear fruit on the outside. But that's okay. You just have to give it time and let the word of God go to work. And I just, I have it so strong in my heart. You know, there's so many things besides just hearing and confessing the word, powerful, but there's the doing of the word of God. There's finding out what God says in his word. I loved what Jeremy talked about this morning. All these character issues, these are things that will make you and me a good success. Doing the right thing at the right time with the right, I mean, making the right decision, obeying God, stepping out in faith when he tells you to step out, not doing things when he tells you not to do them, being good to people, loving the household of faith. I mean, you could study this book every day of your life and find something new that it tells you to do. Even in the New Testament, we are to be doers of the word of God. Okay, let's look at this too. In James chapter one, Actually, you know what? Let's see. James chapter one. Maybe it's James chapter one. Yeah, James chapter one, verse 21. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of that word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. It's deceptive to just hear and not to do what you know to do. And you know what? You, people say, well, I, there's no way I can know everything in the word of God to do. Look how thick this book is. I can't understand. No, the most important thing is that you walk in the light that you have. You walk in what God has shown you and you receive what he has shown you and you be a doer of what he has shown you. It says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes his way and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed by what he does. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You know, this word success means to prosper, but it also means to produce, to produce. To me, that is just what Jesus talked about in the New Testament in John chapter 15, John chapter 14, where he talks about producing fruit, bearing fruit, this is proof of what's going on on the inside. Whatever shows up on the outside is proof of what's happening on the inside. And so as we look at this, I, I prayed, you know, a few weeks ago, I was helping a friend and they're starting out, starting their own ministry and stepping out by faith. And we were talking and I began to pray for them and find out from the Lord what they're, just some Give me things that will help them in these ne this next season of life. And I heard so clearly one thing come in my spirit. I heard the Lord say, set them up for success. Set them up for success. So I began to ask the Lord, what does that mean? What does it mean to be set up for success? And he gave me three things that will set us up for success in life. And I'm just excited. All that, that word can mean 
It'll set you up to produce. It'll set you up to bear fruit and it'll set you up to prosper in every area of your life. So I wanna talk to you about those three things. The first one is your seed will set you up for success. Your seed. And I thought about, first of all, um, Galatians. This is chapter five. And turn with me to it because I wanna read it to you. This has been probably a theme of Jeremy and I's life for the last 10 years. It says, um, Galatians chapter six, actually, verse um, seven, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. But let us not grow weary in doing good for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, In the middle of that, what do you do? As we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. The Lord spoke to me one time and he said, victory belongs to those who give thanks in the space between where they are and where they wanna be. Thankful people are always loving. They're always blessing. They don't have their mind on anything negative. They're not complaining. They're not murmuring. They're trying to bless. They're trying to sow all the time. And you give thanks and you love and you do good to the household of faith in the meantime. But I begin to think about that. What a seed, how a seed will determine your success. You know, the Bible says in Genesis 8, that as long as the earth endures, there's seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Just like the seasons come and go and how God has set up the seasons to happen every year the same way, it's the same way with seed time and harvest. This is the way he does things. There is a seed planted, there's time with that, after that planting. And then sooner or later, there will be a harvest, either good or bad. And I was thinking about this, you know, every, every one of us in here was a seed before we are who we are today. Every single word that we speak every day is a seed. It's a seed of love, it's a seed of faith, or it's a, it can be a, a negative seed. You know, the, the Bible tells us, Jeremy actually used my scripture, still in my stuff this morning. Um, he, we, he talked about the things that God hates, but you know, sowing is planting a seed. And it, it says in Proverbs six sixteen, he read this this morning, the one who sows discord among the brethren, he hates that. What is that? That's sowing any, what is discord? It's anything that's not harmony. It's anything that is not, um, it isn't anything that is not unity. And um, this is a seed of discord. You can also sow strife. Um, In Proverbs 16, 28, it says, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Friends, friends. That sounded like the girl from Arkansas. That's me. Um, All that to say that there can be, you can sow negative seeds or you can sow positive seeds. You can can plant good things or you can plant bad things. And those things will reproduce after themselves over time. You know, seed, if you think about it, it's just the beginning of life. It's the source of life. It has in it 
It has in itself the ability to reproduce life. You think about all through the, all through the Bible, um, we are called the seed of Abraham, Abraham's seed. Jesus was the seed of David. What is that? That's talking about a family, the life that's inherent, that's come, going to be produced in a family. These are seeds being sown all the time. God had to do things through prophets, had to say things through prophets in the Old Testament so that we could be living in the things that we are living in today. Those were seeds that were sown. Jesus was God's most precious, precious, wonderful seed that was sown into, I mean, spiritual seed that was sown. And guess what? We are the family. We are the harvest on that seed. Glory to God. What power there is in seed. He gave, God gave, or he sowed his most precious seed. You know, the more pure the seed, the more undefiled the harvest the more pure the place that it comes from, that sweet place. You know, every seed that we sow, you know, we always talk about seed sown in terms of financial things. But I'm telling you, there's so much more to sowing. There's sowing in terms of your time, your ability. There's sowing in terms of your service and your love and your faith. There's sowing in all aspects, like we talked about, negative things, positive things. There's everything in life is a seed, Every moment is a seed. Every, and looking for the opportunities is the most powerful part of walking. One of the, God loves it, but your seed will set you up for success. Everything with God is about the heart. You know, David said this. He said, I will not give something that costs me nothing. You know, when he was building, helping Solomon build the temple financially, he said, I'm not even going to give unless it costs me something. Because he knew the value of a seed and the power. He knew that it had to come from the heart. Every real fruitful seed that will bear harvest come, go, will be a seed sown with no strings attached. No strings. No, no strings attached. You know, I was thinking about this. Jeremy and I, in terms of being set up for success, God will give you opportunity to set you up for all the years down the line that he sees. He knows the future. It said, the Bible says he inhabits eternity. So he gives you opportunities in the here and now to sow so that you can have the harvest he's dreaming about you having in the future. And I think back on all the years, if I look back over, man, the last 12 years, we started out our life together sowing seed. And, um, and, not just talking about our little babies being so, <laughs> those were ba little seeds that were sown and now they are beautiful. You know, I've got a 10 year old. Those, those were seeds sown. I'm talking about even the Lord setting us up for what we're walking in today. You know, this place right here is a harvest on a seed sown. And I look back on the years that he gave us opportunity. And you know, we had so many opportunities that were placed in front of us and we were led, had to be led on what those were. You know, a lot of people say, well, I don't have any money. I can't do that, Sarah. This message isn't for me. I'm telling you, you always have a seed somewhere in your hand 
that you can pick up if you are open to God and you have a tenderness before him. There is always a seed sitting somewhere around you that you can pick up and you can plant. And um, I was thinking about all the years that we've had the opportunity to sow. And God would deal with us about sowing into projects, building projects. He dealt with us to sow into air conditioning projects. Why? One time we sowed $100,000 into an air conditioning project from our ministry. Well, why in the world? That was like 10 years ago. Why in the world would we do something so silly? Well, we believe that that seed being led by God was going to produce for us something that we needed. Every seed produces after its own kind. And I'm telling you, we got into this place and after we got started building this room, do you know how many air conditioning units we have out there? We needed hundreds of thousands of dollars to pay for the air conditioning here. Is God smart or what? 10 years ago, he set us up. Um, okay, so then if you go back and you look, I mean, if there was so many building projects that we got to give and we got to sow into, we had times when he told us, I want you to sow your air. We had two airplanes that were given to us. We sowed both of those airplanes. Why? Because we knew that that seed in that ground is so, at some point after some seed, after some time, there will be a harvest. And God is a faithful God, and this is how he does it. As long as the earth remains, there will be seed, time, and harvest. And so we just begin to sow. We sowed, and we sowed, and we sowed. And not, not, honestly, that's nothing to make us look good. We were just doing it to obey God because we knew he had a harvest for us coming. Now, may it, sometimes it may take a little longer than you're expecting. It may take just a little bit longer, but you just got to go with God and trust that he knows what you need and how to set you up. I mean, we have had times when, you know, the Lord dealt with us to go to our closet and instead of being bummed out about not having enough clothes, go in there and find something you can pick out and go sew it. Go find somebody to give it to. Go sew, find somebody to love. Go find somewhere to plant it. You know, you may not think it's anything special anymore, but God may and another person might. Now, you don't ever want to give junk. <laughs> you don't want to ever give your trashy things. You want to sow good seed into good ground. But, you know, sooner or later, that seed will reproduce itself. We've sown jewelry. We've sown watches. And you know what? It has come back to us on every wave. <laughs> I'm telling you, we have seen God move. And he has moved and he has moved and he's moved. And he has done amazing things in our life. But he has set us up for success by giving us the opportunity to sow. And you know what the Bible says? The measure that you sow will be the measure that you reap. You sow little, you sow grudgingly, you sow from a small place. Guess what? That's the kind of harvest you will reap. But when you sow with a wide open, big, cheerful heart, ready to receive, ready to bless and ready to love, guess what? You're going to get that kind of big harvest and it's going to come back to you and you're going to see it. So we've had many opportunities. We have opportunities to sow in people's cars, into their cars, into their vehicles, into their homes, into their houses, into their furniture. I'm telling you, I've never lacked for furniture. Never. 
Never lacked for decoration, nothing. Because God gave me opportunity to sow all along the way. And those seeds are coming up in harvest all the time for us, all the time. We are planting, we are planting. And you know what the Bible talks about? It's awesome. It gets to the point where you get so caught up in sowing and planting that pretty soon the harvest will overtake the sower and you'll be sowing and you'll be reaping all at the same time. Sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping. And I'm telling you, I've seen it and God is faithful to watch over his word. He says in the scripture in Galatians, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. And you can be sure that every single seed you have sown, if it has been a seed of love, if from a pure heart, a seed of service, a financial seed, any of those things, you need to believe God that that harvest comes right up for you because God is not mocked. It will come and it'll come right on time. Amen. So your seed will set you up for success. We wanna be people that sow really pure seeds that are planted and they have the ability to grow and they have the ability to harvest. It's not doing something to try to please another person, not doing something to try to impress somebody else, not doing something to buy God's blessing. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about sowing in love and in faith and from a pure heart, even unto just obedience to God and watching as He brings back a big harvest in our life. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.